This is for all the girls who grew up without strong geek role models to help them discover their geek dreams. For everyone who's ever been quizzed about their video game knowledge because both have plenty. Geek hearing is working to bring female identifying geeks into the prime to be the role models, dreams, and voices. About to show these boys how we do it. Higher, further, faster, baby. It's not about deserve. I'm not an owl! A girl has no name. There is something supernatural at work here. It's about what you believe. Did I stop on your mom? The Guardian Leviosa. Now on, you do as I do. May the odds be ever in your favor. Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? Welcome to Geek Caring, a critical geek culture podcast where we talk the good and the bad parts of being a chick in a male-dominated environment. Hi, my name is Monica and with me today is my lovely, amazing, glorious, with a wonderful t-shirt, which, which, which we can tell you later where we got this from, co-host... Amanda! Hi Amanda, how are you Hi. doing? Hi. Hi Moni, I'm good, thank you. I think you're really excited. You can take a breath. That is really hard today. <laughs> it, it is really hard today because I, I, I don't think I even proper had the time to let it sink in what is happening today. And now it's happening and now I'm too excited. <laughs> <laughs> so what is happening today? Do you want to... Be very excited and fangirl and let that excitement overfill, overflow, do the things that you want to it's do. It's going to be really embarrassing. Do but it. But sure. <laughs> we, we love embarrassing you. I, well, I'm not embarrassed and like other people are more embarrassed because of me and I'm just like, whatever. That's but true. today, if I would, I can make a drum roll. I just can't, can't, the drum roll is just not on the podcast, but I have a drum roll because today... We have the wonderful, the only, the amazing, the glorious Jordan from Jordan Denae and the Satorial Geek podcast here with us, which we have been fangirling about for years, like literally for years. Amanda and me were like, when we were sitting down and having this dream guest client list, and we were like, who do we want to have on? And we were like, yeah, there's this person and this person and Jordan, because that would be amazing. But I, I think we're too small and too tiny and too insignificant for anybody to care. So we're, 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 we just put that on the future list and it's going to be fine. And apparently today is the fucking future because this is fucking happening and Jordan is here. <laughs> Sorry. This is the best intro I've ever had in my entire life to anything. <laughs> Worth being on the show just for that. Also, you could have asked me three years ago. It would have been fine. <laughs> you say that now. It wasn't fine for us. We were like, we're just doing this. We don't know what we're doing. We're just no, doing no this. No one ever knows what they're doing. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I mean, that's <laughs> So hi, uh, welcome to Geek Herring. Thank you. This is wonderful. I love seeing you too. This is, I get to see, I don't know if everyone listening gets to see, but I can yeah. see your faces. That's cool. Everyone else gets to see everyone's faces too. At least if they're live on Twitch, just not if they're listening to the podcast. Also, awesome. if you don't catch it live, there is a possibility to catch the replay because we like have all the replays stored on Twitch. If I don't forget to save them, to be honest, <laughs> I mean, a few have gone down the drain, but like a lot of them are still there. And this is definitely one we're going to save. <laughs> <laughs> well, great. <laughs> Amazing. Um, yeah. Shall we get started here, Jordan? Let's find out. All about you. We're, we're going to go right into a rapid fire round. Cool. Okay. 
Should I answer these very fast? I saw that it was a rapid fire. You can answer them as fast as you want. Okay. There is no prize for fastest completion, though maybe that's something we should do. They have ranged anywhere from two minutes to 15 minutes to answer these questions. Perfect. I do think sometimes we're an an hour into the podcast and people ask, wasn't that a rapid fire round? Are we through it already? And we're like, oh, oh, we gave up on that like half an hour ago. Yeah, right. (laughs) Perfect. Okay. In your own words, who are you? Oh, I am Jordan Ellis. I uh, run Jordan Today and co-run the Sartorial Geek, two nerdy companies. And I also just moved to Philadelphia from Brooklyn. I've been here for two weeks, which is why I still have unpacked uh, things in the background. (laughs) Wow. Thank you for being on the show amidst the move. That's amazing. Yeah, this is the fun thing I get to do instead of unpacking all day. So this is great. (laughs) Nice distraction. Yeah. (laughs) Cool. So are you from Brooklyn? I grew up in a suburb of Philly and then I was in Brooklyn for 12 years and now I'm back here. So I've been in this little chunk of the northeast of the United States. Nice. I lived for a period of time in Bethlehem, which is not too far yeah, away from Philly. Yeah, that's not far at all. Yeah. That's my little, I, I know where you are. <laughs> Europe is better though, no, I think. No, no, I'm jealous no. of both of you. <laughs> I mean, at the moment, I feel everything, like everybody has the feeling of every, everywhere else is so much better everywhere than wherever we not are. my house is better. <laughs> yeah, totally. Relatable. Yeah. Uh, Jordan, what are your pronouns? Uh, she, her. And when are you a geek since? So a year, maybe a story of your geek, first geeky experience? I got really into Pokemon when I was probably like seven eight I think so I had the cards and I traded them with my brother and we played and we saved up and got our first Game Boy together so I think that was like the moment (laughs) nice Nice. my biggest geeky confession is I don't really know anything about Pokemon I play Pokemon Go and that's it that's fine I have to raise my hand for that I do also think it's because of age and I had nobody that played it with me so I'm like that totally that was totally between my child teenage child geek years and my i'm old enough to decide on my own what's cool kind of years so that fell between that gap of i'm in puberty now i'm a grown-ass adult which i obviously never was (laughs) so i guess that's that's i've also like nannied a lot over the years and i'm doing it again this summer and so it has stayed cool with the kids somehow this whole Mm -hmm. time so i keep like coming back to it so the kids i'm hanging out with this summer are still super into pokemon so i'll bring that back again they they kind of managed to keep that alive for sure like with all the games and with all the other stuff it's just Mm -hmm. somehow pretty cool though yeah yeah it's like spanning generations i think it's like sailor moon it just keeps going as well everybody loves it yep yeah, isn't there a Sailor Moon movie coming out soon or a new series or something? Never mind. There I is. stopped trying to keep track of what's coming out because everything <laughs> changed and then I <laughs> got annoyed of trying to like figure out what's happening. Yeah, there is a Sailor Moon movie and the only reason I know is because our social media manager put it on so- our social media and I was like, I-, I should know that. Well, now I know. I mm. should also know that. Um, and what are some of your biggest influences? You can think like books, movies, TV shows, teachers, games, or anything else. I think this is sort of recent, but I think recently the MCU has been one of them. It's so impressive to me, like how well they thought this out and how 
how connected it all is. Like, I love when things are connected and overlap and watching how the MCU has taken, like, movies from 20 years ago and characters or 15 years ago from that long and then are, you know, incorporating into TV shows and then the comic storylines. I think that is so impressive um, and really... Like, I think comics fans have gotten to see that, but the fact that, like, TV and film fans can see now how, like, mm. all the stories line up and how... Because I always... I didn't read comics growing up. I always thought it was wild that, like, characters would drop into other comics because they don't really do that in movies because it's mm. very hard to do that. And it's been really, really cool to see um, how Marvel has, like, created their little universe. Not little. Their giant universe. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm so impressed by all of that. You yeah. just recently got a Captain Marvel tattoo, didn't you? I did. I'm so... I've never shown it to a camera before. I don't know how to... <laughs> I love so it. Cool. That's gorgeous. I guess, yeah, Kelly Sue DeConnick is maybe the real life um, hero in my industry that's like, you know, steps ahead um, and is one of the things that I think is amazing. She is so good at caring about like her community too. So she has a text uh, list that you can sign up for and you don't have to like be a chosen one. <laughs> you can just sign up for it if you're anyone. Um, and she texts like just wonderful, helpful things about life and about being a good person and also her comics coming out. But yeah, I think um, she is one of the people in like the real life humans in the nerdy space that I really look up to. And she's just cool. She's like a cool mom. I think the writer. That's awesome. Also, sorry if you can hear the construction that's happening downstairs. Not okay, great. No, I can't. There's no. a drill. <laughs> We're putting up some drywall. I'm really glad no one can hear anything. <laughs> great. Perfect. Yeah. Now, Yeti, yeah. on the other hand, would probably pick it all up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We made the right microphone choice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and finally, last question the rapid fire round what are your current geeky pastimes i love watching tv so i used to i used to watch a lot of movies and i used to go see like all of the movies opening night and then the past year has sort of changed that and then movies got harder for me like my quarantine brain i don't know movies got harder to watch i'm starting to watch them again but like watching tv shows sitting down and binging or re-watching nerdy things like i love I love rewatching things that go together. So like when Game of Thrones was on, this is insane. But like every time a new season came out, I would rewatch all the episodes until that season. So nice. I watched the beginning of Game of Thrones wow. so many times. Um, so when anyone's doing like Marvel rewatches or, you know, Lord of the Rings extended edition, I'll watch it all. I love it. Okay. That's awesome. I'm totally here for that. And, I, and, and it calms me that you say that quarantine brain makes it difficult for you to stick to a movie because I'm, I start questioning my capabilities of generally yeah. not even being able to watch movies anymore properly, but I have no attention span anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't even know where that went, but it's gone. <laughs> I know. I can't explain it. I'm sure a scientist somewhere has an answer for that, but <laughs> I don't know what happened. There will be so much literature in a couple of years about all the all the effects of of a pandemic on people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's gonna be great. Yes, definitely. Yeah, but my fiance and I have been watching one movie a week, and like even that, I kind of find 
hard to keep my attention, even though it's been we've been on like an X Men kind of oh, uh, binge, like one X Men a week. I think we've only got just two or three left. Um, but it, it's good, but it's like oh, a movie. Do yeah. I have to? Yeah, which feels so silly too. Like watching like, a movie is the best thing. It's yeah. like pure just entertainment and for some reason it just got a lot harder i don't know why yeah it's true and it, because it's also it's also films that you know that you actually really enjoy right you didn't just like mm-hmm. start to drift off where the phone is next to you and you're like mm-hmm. oh let me look into that and you've like missed 30 minutes or whatever from whatever was going on and you're like well this is shit no right? i can have to start <laughs> over again or do other things yeah yeah life life really got harder even though it's like we're all at home but it did get harder emotionally and to like just stick to shit is difficult now but it's fine we'll get better well we will get the vaccine and then we all can do things again yay yes (laughs) yeah and movies are starting to come out again like new i know some were still released but even that felt weird because like nothing came out when it was supposed to so i feel like there's just this underlying like this movie wasn't really finished and we just like finished it real fast or like Mm. you know this is coming out in the wrong order of stuff so that'll be fun to have things come which apparently was an issue with the falcon and the winter soldier that's what amanda then told me that that's the reason why i have no idea who that lady is Uh (laughs) uh-huh Everyone was like, what's happening right now? <laughs> Nobody tells us and she's so, huh? She seems weird, but is she evil? Is she not evil? Nobody knows. I haven't read the comics, so I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I so. don't know either. Yeah. Was it wasn't me who told I'm... you that. It was somebody in our chat. <laughs> oh, was it in chat? I thought it, it was in, you. No. I, I just give the credit I didn't know to that. you. Thank you. Thank you. It wasn't me. I believe it was Fine. Taunt. <laughs> That's Fine. like one of the things I'm most excited for Black Widow to like yes. fill in the gaps. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Exactly. I, we were like, um, my fiance, Tom, I'll just call him Tom. Um, we were going to be with Monica in Austria to watch Black Widow. Ah. Like we were going to like coincide it yeah. and it was going to be awesome because we got to see uh, Spider-Man Far From Home together in Austria. And we were like, yes, let's do this again for Black Widow. It's going to be amazing. And Wonder mm-hmm. Woman 1984, which we no longer talk about, was just coming mm-hmm. out like just a few weeks after that. So we were like, yeah, we'll stay and we'll watch that one too. And yeah. You would have walked out of the cinema with that movie, let's be honest. Wonder Woman 1984 was like one where we would have like probably both left and Tom would have been so embarrassed because (laughs) fuck this fucking movie. Oh my god. Yeah. 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 Yes. I'm really glad I got to watch that at home and just (laughs) not pay for it. Yeah. 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 Oh god. I watched it with my parents and mom was like, wow. Wonder Woman's really changed from when I used to watch Wonder Woman. And I was like, this movie is really bad, Mom. Yeah. <laughs> Just don't think about it Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we're not here to talk about Wonder Woman. What's the geeky thing we are talking about today? Me? Is that... I was yes, like, I'm not sure that's correct. We are talking yes, okay. about <laughs> um, we, are, we are talking about Wonder Woman, actually. It's not yeah. wrong. <laughs> Yeah, we, I think we're talking about my two companies, Jordan Today and the Sartorial Geek. Yeah. And actually, I didn't realize this. Today is the 10-year anniversary of my of Jordan Today, which I did not realize until Facebook gave me like a 
no like a way. memory that's this so morning. Cool. And I was like, oops, I missed that. Yeah, so that's perfect. It's been 10 years. Congratulations. Thank you. It's wild. 10 fucking years. Yeah, what that's the a fuck? long time. It's <laughs> a really long time. What did I do? It looks really ago. different now. Yeah. So like, how did you tell us about it? How did you start? Wh when did you decide? How how did it all come about? And what maybe first, what is it? Because I'm not sure everybody in chat or every, all the listeners know. Which, if you don't, who the fuck are you and why don't you? <laughs> but, <laughs> but well, yeah, I can I can tell you where it started and where it is now because they're different. I so I said that I uh, used to nanny a lot, and that's like not. 100% creatively fulfilling for me at least so I was looking for something to do on the side and 10 years ago was like around the time that Etsy was getting really popular um mm -hmm. it had already existed for a while but it was like you know most crafty people were sort of trying it out so a friend of mine suggested it and I knew how to sew and I had this idea of like taking really traditional like kind of grandma crafts like handmade things and then adding a nerdy element to it because those like now that's not really that crazy to think about but 10 years ago people weren't really doing that so I was sewing things I was making aprons that were like costume aprons so it would be like the Star Trek uniforms that you could like wear in your kitchen or R2D2 oh and yeah God. that's how it started that's and I <laughs> I was sewing every single thing myself for the first, like, three or four years what until... Yeah, crazy, crazy. Like, that's not sustainable at all. Um, <laughs> it, was, it was wild. So I got too busy. I had to stop nannying, which was a great problem. Um, and my same friend that, that suggested I get on Etsy knew how to screen print. She was like, you need to get into screen printing because, you know, you can print a hundred shirts in an hour instead of making like one thing in mm. an hour. Um, so at first I was sort of like, no, that's not what I do. Like I make everything by hand. And then I have learned a lot over the past 10 years that like sometimes being stubborn is okay. And sometimes it's like, no, mm. just do the thing that makes so much sense. So I started screen printing shirts, which I never thought would be the business that I would get into and that like took off more than anything I mean that's the only thing that anyone knows <laughs> before <laughs> now um, I mean it's also been when did you switch to the screen printing I think it probably was like seven years ago maybe yeah so yeah that's that's like really that's what it is now so it um now Jordan Danae is a like a subtly nerdy fashion brand that's mostly shirts and like sweatshirts and jackets. And then the Sartorial Geek came out of that three years ago because I got to meet so many cool people and like had so many interesting connections, but I couldn't really figure out like what to do with that because you can't do like a shirt collaboration with everyone, you know, yeah. like unless they're an illustrator or something. Um, so I was like, what do we do? I know all these people, I want to do something, I want to share their stories, and I want to share their products. And so my college best friend and I were talking about it, and we decided to start a magazine, like, from scratch, which was crazy. 
and we released the first issue like two months after we had the idea. And then we were like, you know what? We're doing a million crazy things. Like, why not just start a podcast at the same time? Why not just start a website at the same time? So, yeah, three years ago, we launched all of that and it's still running, which is amazing. Um, And we have contributors and we interview different people every week. Um, We have 12 issues of the magazine out. So 12 issues of the magazine, whatever month. It's every quarter. So so, every like season. Yeah. So we've had three years of issues out, which is wild. I have one. I can send you all of them. I definitely can send you all of them. (laughs) (laughs) That's part of what's in all these boxes here. I still have like so many copies here. Just going through my drawers, I'm like, I I rearranged my my office and I'm like, I don't know where it is right now, but it's in this office somewhere. That's awesome. Yeah, I could definitely send you all all of them. (laughs) Oh gosh, that'd be amazing. Um, Yeah, so that's really... That's like a really fun transition. And also I think Moni and I both relate a lot to like launching immediately because we, we have ideas and we do them like right away and it stresses Tom out. He's like, you can't do that. You haven't (laughs) thought about it for six months yet. (laughs) Sorry, Tom. I mean, there are cons to both, but (laughs) it is. I mean, there are really two things about two, two, two operation modes with us. It's either we have the idea and we do it immediately, immediately, or we have the idea and it never happens. So sometimes to avoid the latter, we're like, well, we're going to do this now because otherwise both of us know that it's just going to die down. It's going to die in the sand. It is never going to happen. So let's just do it now. And yeah. that's basically how the podcast started. Exactly. <laughs> well, yeah. the podcast started out of spite, but yes. <laughs> yeah. Also a great reason to do things, Liz, and I do a lot of things. For that reason, so I support it. I mean, that's 99% how my life is run, but sure. Mm, It's fine. It works. It really works. It's very motivating. Uh, So what do you love about running a website, a podcast, a magazine, and a screen print shirt company? Screen print shirt? That just sounds like words that don't go together, but do explain what I was trying to say. I have a podcast too. (laughs) (laughs) I think what I love the most and what I get the most, like I'm a huge extrovert. And so the part of doing this that I love is, is meeting other people and either like just hearing their story and what they're doing. Or my favorite thing is when I know a couple people who then like either I get to collaborate with them or they get to collaborate with each other and like all of these talents and ideas come together. That's my favorite thing in the world. <laughs> so that's what I love doing. I love doing, you know, for the clothing, either doing a collaboration collection with someone or even like the photo shoots when I get to see cool human beings wearing my stuff, being like photographed by someone cool and then the pictures look great and then sometimes the designs are inspired by someone. Um, so that's what I love and that's why I like the podcast and doing interviews in the magazine because then it's like a lot, like for the magazine, it's a lot of different voices, you know, in one issue with different artists and like seeing the diversity and, um, getting different opinions and being able to let people have different opinions, I think is very cool too. Cause sometimes like I, we've even had people write stuff and they're like, this is a little, I don't know. Are you okay that this is my 
like view on things and be like, yeah, if that's what you mm. think, like, please don't censor yourself. I mean, if it's insanely horrible, <laughs> but like, that's never <laughs> what it is. So that's my favorite part is, is just seeing, you know, the world of nerds is so big and strange and interesting and being able to be a part of that and like connect with different people is my favorite part. I love that. Um, what's, What's one of the most controversial nerdy opinions you've seen come across the magazine? Mm-mm. Um, luckily, we haven't had. I don't know how we get so lucky. Like our fans and audience and people in our community tend to be pretty like aligned and open-minded, which is nice. So I one of the things that the people want to talk about the most is gatekeeping, and luckily, it's always on the side of don't do it. (laughs) Um, But I think that's one of the biggest things is like how to, you know, check yourself and like how, you know, different frustrating stories that people have about times that they experienced it. Um, And even like, even just in the way people review movies and TV shows and stuff, um, letting letting people have different opinions that is really hard and fans Mm. don't always like to disagree with each other so that's maybe like yeah the thing that comes up the most um but again I'm very lucky that we don't have a lot of fights happen (laughs) I think I would be much less excited to do what I do if it was fandom can get very uh intense (laughs) <laughs> and we haven't had to break up a lot of fights or like navigate a lot of that, which is very nice. So good. Yeah. You were speaking about gatekeeping before. Is it ever something you experienced um, in your in your business journey, basically, or in your journey as a female nerd out there, as a, as a and just rocking the shit that we constantly get basically gate keep gate kept. People always tell us we can't do this because we're, we're girls. So that's why, why I'm asking, did you ever experience anything like this when you set up all the awesome things that you did set up? I have been very, very lucky that like the time, I think I just, I think I just hit the time where like that started being more acceptable. Like my company started around the same time that her universe started. Um mm. And Etsy was also, strangely, I feel like really helpful in like female entrepreneurs being a thing. Like mm-hmm. I, I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of makers started there and that it Etsy was a very like easy to use platform that I think gave a lot of people, myself included, the, I guess, like confidence to keep mm-hmm. doing it. Because um, I don't think I would have felt like I could just set up a website and get people to buy things, but that platform made it so possible. Um, so, I, and I think also being in New York for this all that time, that city is pretty like current and progressive mm-hmm. and liberal. And you know, I I do feel very thankful that I haven't had a lot of that. There are occasionally. People are generally pretty nice to me, but there are some times at Comic-Cons where I've set up and, like, you know, the sort of stereotypical, like, older men with comics to sell come up and they're like, what is this? Why are you selling this? Who buys this? And usually by the end of the show, they're either, like, jealous or get it. Like, no one's ever, like, stayed nasty about it. Um, But, yeah, I do actually feel very lucky 
that somehow it hasn't been as big of a problem for me as it definitely could have been. Hmm. But that's good to hear too. Like mm -hmm. it, sometimes life is, and I mean, doing all the things and sewing all of this, you don't need people shitting on your parade at the same time anyway. So I'm glad that that's not something that you experience. Yeah. And I think like if I was in the public more, like I tend to just sort of sell to my own little network. Um, so there are times where I've done, you know, like Facebook ads that get pushed out to people who don't already know who I am. And that's definitely when comments come through that are like, this is Tret. Like, what is this? You know, but I don't do a lot of that. <laughs> so mm -hmm. that's kind of nice. Like, I don't interact with a lot of strangers who have no idea who I am or what I'm doing, um, which I think avoids a lot of that kind of tension. So you basically built kind of the community first a bit through Etsy and because you could do it on the side and then because you already had all these nerdy people knowing you, then you switch to the and then that's an epic strategy. That's organic marketing in the best, best way fucking possible, isn't mm -hmm. it? Yeah, it took a long time. You know, 10 years is a long time. But mm -hmm. the positive side is that it worked like there, mm -hmm. you know, there are people who have been around for years and years so there that's the type of like loyal audience who gets it that you mm. really want mm -hmm. yeah and that definitely makes everything easier and then I also try I I genuinely care like I know that I don't have a company without people shopping <laughs> I feel like mm. a lot of businesses forget that sometimes where they yeah. like don't appreciate their customers and their audience as much as they should so I think that has helped too where like I really try to take feedback into consideration and at conventions I try to like actually talk to people and see what they like and don't like um so I mean the direction that the company has gone is you know basically as much because of feedback from you know our community as it is from just what I want to do which is great because if I just did what I wanted to do and no one else liked it <laughs> then it mm. wouldn't make any sense either mm. so it's a group effort which is great I like that you see it as a group effort because it is right mm -hmm. it's yeah it's like you're really nothing without your community yeah and same thing with you know a podcast if no mm -hmm. one's listening you can still have it like we don't have a ton of listeners but if I didn't listen to the things that the people listening liked <laughs> then like mm. what what are we doing <laughs> mm. yeah, for sure um so what does a normal day look like for you running two companies and maybe getting back into nannying as well like how do you fit it all into your days <laughs> it's weird my normal days are weird and they've gotten a lot weirder like you know the pandemic was very strange and then moving at the tail end of when quarantine sort of being lifted is very strange um a normal day This is very cute and fun. I started doing yoga on Zoom with three of my friends at the beginning of the pandemic. Nice. So we are still doing that. So I wake up and do a little virtual uh, yoga with Adrian. is the person who oh, runs She's the best. She's, she's the absolute best, yeah. best person so we ever. Just, like, <laughs> go back through her years of like 30-day challenges and just oh, do yeah. them back to back. It's great. So start there. Um, I've gotten actually like really into cooking again so I usually you know make myself coffee and breakfast the thing that needs to happen is like that I actually answer my emails I read them all I am not as great at answering them which is like 
not acceptable at the age that I am, but I just need to, you know, so going through emails. Um, and then the rest of my day is kind of different depending on what needs to happen. Like some days I need to ship orders. So that's what I spend my day doing. Um, some days it's like planning future projects or actually designing things or getting new photos up on the website or like placing orders for conventions when they used to happen. Um, so it's different projects every day, basically. You know, sometimes the magazine is due, so we have to edit the articles. Um, sometimes I have a ton of podcast interviews. So there isn't, I don't have a very set schedule at all, which is probably not great, but it's just kind of the way it had to work. Um, I have also... One of the things that I started doing this literally a month before the pandemic hit, so it's been not as great of a like launch as I wanted it to be, but I like social media the most, and so I started freelancing that out for other nerdy companies. Again, I tried to start last February, and then the pandemic hit in March, so like that was not really a great time for many people to be hiring out <laughs> marketing, um, but I'm lucky to be working with a couple people doing that now, so sometimes it's either helping them with their strategies or, you know, researching what's new with Instagram and how we can all use it. Um, so, yes, very different every day, but I like that. Yeah, mm. that's that's the kind of days I like as well where it just it's always interesting and keeps going and it's a challenge and fun and all the things. Mm -hmm. Just whatever needs to happen <laughs> is what gets done that day. <laughs> Self-employed life is... Mm -hmm interesting and the challenge at the same time like there are some things that are just like amazing that you can do and some things are just really shit <laughs> yeah like figuring out sales tax and like all of that stuff and sales reporting is my nightmare isn't that really complicated also for the u.s because it's based on whatever country this is going to and whatever and then it's different that sounds like like in accounting is like legit the, the the absolute fucking worst thing on the planet. So I would just like to praise everyone who mm -hmm. is an accountant out of their own free will, just because like yes. fucking hell, it's mm. so hard. <sighs> it's the it's worst. So hard. <laughs> yeah, so I'm definitely going to hire someone for help mm. with that this year because I when you're small enough, you can sort of guess and hope you're right and i was like i can't do this anymore i'm definitely mm -hmm. gonna get in trouble i don't know what yeah. i'm doing so <laughs> that's the one thing that tom and i have outsourced with our business from day one you we're just to. like mm, yeah yeah this is it this is the only thing <laughs> yes yeah it's so complicated I still need to hand in my papers now that we're talking about it. Fucking hell. Money. We <laughs> talked about this like a month ago. I know. I forgot. I, I sent the thing in and then she said she needed the folder. And I'm like, well, fuck this. I need to print all that shit out, put it in a fucking folder and deliver it. And that never happened. So yeah. that's a bit annoying. Um, I should be doing that, I suppose. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, so... Correct me if I'm wrong, Jordan. You used to do the screen printing yourself, and then you've recently, like within the last few years, you've outsourced that. Mm -hmm. How is how has that like decision changed your process? Freed up your time? Benefited? I don't know. Talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> that's a big one. So I don't know if if you knew the company Bombsheller. Um, they did nerdy leggings. They were based out of Seattle. 
And my friend Jaslyn was the COO of that company. And something that was very cool about it, like we interviewed her for the magazine um, and just from talking to her in general as like a fellow nerdy clothing company, something that was really appealing to me, like they being sustainable was really important to that company and they did all of their leggings on demand. So like someone would order something and they would print them and cut them out and sew them so they had no waste, which was great. And that was sort of like in the back of my head because, you know, most clothing companies like you have a lot of extra stuff. I mean, sometimes you magically make exactly what you need, but that like never happens. Mm. And so then it's the constant like, especially with clothing, when you have things in sizes, it's hard because they just have to match up perfectly. So like Mm. if customers want a design and a color that isn't available, so... As I started having more designs, basically I had two options. One was to do like a a warehouse kind of route where either I would have to rent like a huge space to keep every design in every size and every Mm -hmm. color. Um, And then also probably limit the number of designs that could stay available because like it's just kind of crazy to keep, you know. 500 designs in stock like that's wild which is possible but then but also made me kind of sad because I would have people you know messaging me they're like I just found your company and you have this design from three years ago like can I get it I love this character or whatever and it always made me really sad to not be able to do that so then the other option is to do something on demand um so it was a hard decision and not everyone liked it which is fair um But definitely it was the thing that made like the version of my company that I have now possible. Like I think we have, you know, six or 700 different products, which like Mm. I could never keep all that in stock. And then because fandom is so specific and I really like kind of being in this niche where like I can make a design that maybe only 10 people will want and that's totally fine. And 10 people can buy it and then like, I didn't make 300 of those shirts and it's totally fine. So that's something that I thought was cool um, that it lets me be more specific. And like if someone with a very niche fandom like wants to see a design, I don't have to say no because enough. I don't think it'll like sell well enough because I can sell one of something and it's fine because it's just made on demand. So that that part has been really great. Um, it is more expensive per product, but then you don't have any waste. So it's like it all kind of balances out. Um, but especially with moving, it was very nice to not be moving like yeah. 9,000 t-shirts. My goodness, um, that I was great. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't really, the thing that I like about this company wasn't the actual like mm. making and shipping. Like I didn't want to run a warehouse. That's not mm. what's fun for me. So, and it yeah. doesn't make sense to be doing this when something else can do it for for you in the same quality. Yeah, and um, you can have just a, such a better and freed up life because of it. Because like who who likes to stand at home with a printing with a with a, a machine and doing this in in the amount that you you're doing this, and then as you say, all the other things and the stock and and all of it is just. 
and you're only one person like and then everything just gets even bigger when you need like employees or whatever and people that help you and mm -hmm. warehouses and 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 where where do you store all of this and it just gets so expensive so fast and when there are options out there that can do it for you then why the fuck not yeah and it makes pivoting easier too like which is something especially over the past year i think is really valuable because mm. a lot of companies need like months ahead of time to plan things and I don't really yeah. like you know if a if something happens or even this doesn't happen that often but like even if we have a design that for some reason doesn't feel like a good thing to sell anymore we can just like take it down and I don't mm. have you know hundreds or thousands of things yeah <laughs> left to sell mm -hmm. off so that's really nice mm. too so there's yeah there's a lot of pros and cons for me this works um, and then there are a lot of companies doing the other version which is great too so like mm. if someone really you know wants like super yaki club is one of my favorite nerdy companies and they do that where it's more like short releases everything's screen printed it's all pre-ordered um so like if someone really likes to mm. shop that way they yeah, can sure. which is great mm -hmm. why did you why do you um why did people not like the way you went with when you when you when you try when you changed your business model basically um so one of the things the print style is different the this print on demand is called it's called like direct to garment printing and it's mm -hmm. slightly different than screen printing and some people are just very particular about okay what they like um which is fine and fair mm -hmm. other than that that was the main thing um and also just people don't like change. So like anytime yeah. anything changes, it's just like, oh no, what's happening? And then yeah. everyone forgets in four months and it's fine. <laughs> so <laughs> that's basically true. that's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. That's a, that's a real mood. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I get yeah. it. I totally get it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, that's thanks for explaining that. Yeah. You know, it's something that I think when as your business grows like it's a consideration you have to make for you know a lot of things mm. yeah and you know i don't think i would be able to do the magazine and podcast otherwise so like yeah. to me having those is very important so mm. like i want to make decisions that let me do that because i think they're great <laughs> so <laughs> and i mean it, especially as a self-employed person like you need to find all the avenues that do bring mm -hmm. you joy in a way and then figure out what works best for you and as you say you, you can pivot and navigate and do that way, way faster when you like are more flexible like that so it just makes a lot of sense and as you said your essence is not the printing itself of course you want to have great clothes clothing and but but for you it's the community and you can nurture your community for that you need more time like for that you do need time and when you have a company that's taking you away from that then it's not the company you want to have yeah there are like i'm friends with um allison who runs rock love jewelry and it's been very cool because she's i think her company's been around a few years longer than mine and like she has gone down like she's gone the opposite direction in a really incredible way where her jewelry where she used to make everything by hand has grown mm -hmm. so much and now she has licenses with like marvel and disney and dc and pokemon oh, nice. so so it's very cool and i had a couple meetings with her where she was like very kind and kind of helping me like explaining what that looks like and helping me figure out if that's what i wanted um mm -hmm. 
And I think for me, like, she's still designing a lot, which is very cool. And she's able to produce all these amazing things. And also, she spends way more time, like, in business meetings with lawyers. Yeah. And, like, reviewing contracts and, you know, making sure that, like, she's, like, outsourcing things. And it's a lot of quality control. And so, for me, that just didn't feel like... Like, that is the end of that direction. That's, like, the... That's the success that you get that way and I was mm-hmm. like I don't really want to do I'm yeah that's what I'm the worst at <laughs> like I really don't want to <laughs> I really don't want to like own a lot of blazers and like sit in a lot of meetings where we're talking about like huge numbers that will just make me terrified <laughs> like I all of that is awesome yeah. for the people who can do it and I don't think that's for me yeah it's about yeah. finding what success means for you and then living that success yeah. Living, making that reality. Mm. Yeah, and then I think that's I think that's important to like be realistic or honest with yourself about what you want. So like, if I don't want that to be what the back end looks like, then I can't. My like you're saying like my metrics of success cannot be like doing licensed merch with mm. Marvel and DC if I don't want to do all the things that you need to do to get there. So I think that's mm. important for people to remember too that you know being honest about what you actually want (laughs) is really helpful to Mm. feeling happy with what you have so that's good Mm -hmm. also i imagine it must be really expensive to get a license there so i mean super expensive it's just nerve-wracking like yeah the the risk like the risk and reward are both a lot higher but i was like Mm. i don't even like that like that stresses (laughs) me out so much i don't want to do any of that (laughs) because it's not even that you just give them pay them a lot of money and then hope you make it back but it's all probably all also connect with how much do you need to sell and Mm. how much of that do they even get and 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 all stuff like that that. and it's just it's a percentage and it's a minimum amount and it's wild (laughs) and then you go to bed with the numbers like that in your head and it's just a lot i suppose Mm -hmm. so yes i did the total opposite which is like just if i sell one thing at a time that's fine (laughs) so that's that's great (laughs) i love that though it's all like it's the mindset and decisions and supporting yourself i love it um okay so we have a question about like gender gender um equality and inequality um and now I think like we're all geeks here. We all like know that there can be a lot of geek- gatekeeping in the geek community, um, especially like if you're going into certain fandoms. Um, how does that translate into magazines and clothing brands? Because I, aside from, this might come out with, as just a jumble of words that don't make a lot of sense. So please bear with my thought process here. Um, aside <laughs> from like licensed clothing and you know, occasionally, like, things in in Hot Topic or something, like, there isn't a lot of, okay, everything is for men in geek culture, except for the things that are specifically for women. So, does does that even make sense? I think it does. It makes sense in my head. I I get what you're saying. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So, how is it, like, we don't see small businesses coming out with, like, geek t-shirts for men, unless, uh, it's entirely possible they're there. I just don't see them. It's just, like, everything else is for men men um so how does like it all relate then how does it all what am i even trying to say here do you feel like as a geeky t-shirt business owner 
business company. Oh, Jesus Christ, man, I get the words <laughs> out. Um, do you feel as a geeky business t-shirt company? Gee, that didn't make sense either. It Help doesn't me. matter. We Help know what me. you're talking about. Just answer my question that I did not <laughs> make the words come out to say. Help me. So one thing that's very interesting <laughs> is that I can't, yeah, I kind of have the opposite of what you would think, which is like most of my customers are women and most of my audience is women, like most of our listeners, most of the contributors to our magazine. And that's cool sometimes. Like that, I mean, that is very, very, very cool. But then like, it's so strange to think about not gatekeeping the opposite way. Like we run these quarterly fashion challenges through the Sartorial Geek and the first like year and a half that we did them, only women and non-binary people and like mostly women entered. And then like in the past few like a few more men have entered and we're like, yes, you're like so invited <laughs> here. This is very cool. Like men in geek fashion, they're definitely out there, but they are harder for me to find at least. And I don't think there are quite as many um, or, or I just don't know them. Um, and like we had someone who is a super, super cool comic writer want to join our discord and was like, is this just for women like I don't want to overstep like I don't want to like invade this space and we're like no you're totally invited so it's mm. it's kind of interesting because we definitely want to make sure that it continues to be a safe where, or a, a place where people feel safe and comfortable but also like nothing we don't try to make anything we put out like super gendered like sometimes it'll be you know mm. a story about women in history or like women in a, a certain fandom or something but like we want men to read our magazine if they want to like we we want you know I want men to buy my clothing if they want to and I try to be conscious of not making things like super feminine all the time um so yeah, it's it's a very very strange version of which is like the opposite of what you normally think of in in the geek space. It's it's kind of the opposite where like the default person in our community is female and that is cool and then just sort of looking at that and figuring out like why and if we like that and if we want to do more to be more accessible or if we just want to keep it that way and let people sort of trickle in <laughs> as they want it's really interesting though because i don't think your shirts are actually super they're for me they're like everybody can wear them like they're yeah. not not specifically something where we would say this is like totally only a female clothing which i am generally like what even what even the fuck is that anyway right right um so 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 other than that it's just not something where not anybody could go even the the super mask for mask i don't know men whatever ho 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 could wear them i mean yeah that was totally shit impression <laughs> but you know what i mean <laughs> like i am a man's man or whatever like your shirts don't 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 ever say shout anything that they wouldn't be able to 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 wear that at all um so it's interesting that still like a lot a lot of the people who um like navigates towards you that's not the word but you know what i mean yeah um, <laughs> um that, that they're actually women yeah and especially so when i first started making clothing i only had two 
things. I had t-shirts and tank tops, just one style of both. Mm -hmm. And they're both unisex. So only Mm -hmm. recently have we even offered things that, like most things on the website are unisex. And then there are a couple things that are like, you know, more typically feminine that are like fitted. So there Mm -hmm. are a couple things that, but I mean, they also don't have to be either. Like there's nothing that like only female bodies can wear. Um, Mm -hmm. And I like that because it, And, you know, like, that's something that is on me to consider when we do photo shoots and stuff, too. Like, I think showing different bodies in clothing Mm. makes people shopping feel like that's fine. Like, I have had questions from men being like, is there anything unisex? I'm like, the whole, (laughs) everything is. All of it. (laughs) But I also understand, like, the first few years that I had a website, I do not think there were any men on it and it was mostly because it was mostly me like I didn't have Mm. models or anything um but yeah that's something that I've tried to pay more attention to just to not give off like an exclusive vibe Mm. thank you for such a fantastic response to my jumble of words that didn't I don't know if that's what you wanted but it was exactly what I wanted I just couldn't get the question out so thank you my words were just like hello no we're not working no I get that (laughs) thank you yeah (laughs) um okay so before we ask you the last question is there anything else you want to talk about I don't really think so. There's something that we can't like officially announce yet but there's some very exciting news with the magazine coming up. So if anyone wants to follow at Sartorial Geek, I don't know when we can tell people, but it will be cool <laughs> when we can. So that's the only thing that I can think of. Um, no, we covered everything that I like talking about. I love it. Thank you. And I'm excited. So I'll be stalking because <laughs> that's cool. Yes. Um, so what advice would you give to young kids or older kids interested in getting involved in everything you're doing so i forgot to pull this up um i knew that this is gonna be the last question my friend amy ratcliffe just wrote a book that i wish i had written but she did a better job of it (laughs) than i would have um and it is called a kid's guide to fandom it just came out on may the 4th And Liz and I were actually both interviewed for it, which is very cool. But for kids, this book is, like, exactly what I would have wanted as a kid. It has a bunch of different sections of different, like, things in fandom, like cosplay and media and podcasting and art and writing. And it's... It's very cool because there's a little quiz at the beginning that's like, what do you like? And then... If you fill it out, it'll, like, tell you which chapter. Like, it'll be like, okay, you, like, you love Halloween. Do you know about this thing called cosplay? And then there are, like, real-life, real-time cosplayers talking in there. Um, So I think that, like, it's literally, like, the kids' fandom Bible. I think it's incredible. Um, And it's also, I think, a really good resource for parents of nerdy kids who are, like, like, I honestly didn't know about fan fiction really until maybe three or four years ago and I had been like I knew what it was but Mm. I had no idea like how valuable it was for people and how many writers get their start there and how huge that community was so it's it's cool especially for parents who maybe don't really know like it tells you (laughs) 
what the options are kind of mm. based on your interests. Um, and then other than that, my favorite advice is like in this space, one of the things that I think I love the most about being a nerd is that there are other people who are fans of the same thing as you. And that's so special and that's so unique. So if there's something that you're really into or like a niche that you're really into, probably there are other people out there and like the internet has made all of that a lot easier to find. And then what I, you know, like to encourage is find a space that already exists if it's out there. And then if it's not like make it yourself um, or, you know, join forces with someone else doing a similar, but not quite exactly what you want thing. Um, because like, I'm so thankful for the people who have made spaces that I like geek girl brunch is how I met 80% of my nerd friends in New York, which is a crazy thing that just like three people decided to like set up a brunch and now it's like an international thing and that's how I met tons of people who I've then collaborated with and um, really changed my business so I think if you have an idea of something that doesn't already exist you should just do it because chances mm -hmm. are other people want it too um, and then that's great for all of you that's amazing that is amazing I think like that's really powerful like just you know start it with three friends and it could become something huge yeah. Mm. And you don't, you know, with the internet and the, the world we live in right now, you don't necessarily need anything. Like, you know, you can make a website or an Instagram or whatever, and it will be very, very inexpensive, if not free to start. And then you can just do it, which is really cool. Mm. So the book that you've talked about reminded me a bit of the kids version of the fangirl's guide to the galaxy or yeah. now universe by sam max which um was also something when we talked about it on the podcast a while ago we were like i wish i would have had that when i was a little girl right like yeah. when i when i was out there trying to figure shit out and seeing that it's actually okay to and what i can do if i'm interested in all of that so that's pretty epic and that even for 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 younger kids is so cool to have like the kid's guide to fandom. Yeah, I think I would have been super into cosplaying if I knew what it was. Like, I love Halloween, and I just didn't. And I think I would have loved Dungeons and Dragons as a high schooler, too. Like, all these things I just didn't know about <laughs> until, like, my late 20s, which was a bummer. But yeah, yeah. For everyone else, you can learn about it sooner <laughs> and go have a lot of fun. Amazing. Well, thank you so much. Jordan, this has been this has been a wonderful conversation. Um, learned a lot from you, and I know that our listeners will as well. Um, so, where can we find you online? And don't worry, we will put everything in the show notes. We just like to hear you say it. <laughs> yeah, all of uh, all the Jordan Danae social media is at Jordan Danae NYC, which I don't totally know what I'm going to do about that. <laughs> I don't oh, no. live in New York oh, anymore. No, it's true, but that's what it is. <laughs> We were there for 10 years, so, like, maybe we just keep it. I don't know. But that's what it is still. And then at Sartorial Geek is all of the Sartorial Geek stuff. It's really nice. easy to find. Perfect. Thank you. And I'll definitely be putting all of that in the show notes, like I say. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you so much for being here. It was absolutely amazing. And, um... Thanks for putting up with us and all. Oh my god, this is the best. <laughs> all the fangirling, all the 
tripping over our tongues, all the, you know, <laughs> words being difficult. It's good. We're just a bit awkward, but that's just how it is. That's how <laughs> nerd life is. And it's great. Exactly. <laughs> Love it. So thank you. And the listeners, we hear each other on another amazing episode of Geek Herring next week. Woohoo. Did you say woohoo? Okay. I said woohoo. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Bye. If you like this episode of Geek Herring, why not leave us an iTunes review? You can also find us on social at Geek Herring and over on geekherring.com. 